Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The numbers are down. The party is fighting with itself over what should be easy wins. Are they connected? Well, uh, yeah, I think that right now, um, you know, the honeymoon's over. Uh, there was a moment where it's like Trump's, you know, goodbye Trump, hello vaccines. We're so glad to see you, Joe Biden. That's kind of how this year started. And then, you know, he actually got stuff done. Don't forget, you got 200 million Americans who are vaccinated right now. Uh, you got a trillion dollars that he was able to move out to the economy with the, with the rescue plan. He's you know, dealing with the coup attempt well. His Department of Justice is going after voter suppression. He's doing a lot of good stuff. The problem is that he uh, put himself in a position where he made big, bold claims about the rest of the agenda. You think this great stuff that we did is good? It's nothing. Wait until this summer when you're going to get all this other stuff. And then he st- Wait a second there, Van Jones. Just let's... Hold up, because I think you're about to engage a worthwhile conversation. But coup attempt? You don't believe that? You're smarter than that, Van Jones? Is this what you say to stay on CNN? No, no, no. You said it for a reason. Do you actually believe that? Coup attempt January 6th? Stop it. I won't even accept insurrection. Coup attempt? Come now. You have more of an argument about coup attempt regarding General Mark Milley and calls to the Chinese than you do about January 6th. Van Jones, what are you doing? You, what are you doing? You, nah. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Oh, this is the second time I've like caught myself wanting to use a name. I'm like, I don't want a name call. I don't want to call him a knucklehead. I don't want to. I don't want to call him a jerk. I don't want to. I don't. What's the point? What's the win? There's none. It's so silly. It's so silly. But what do you say at these moments? He's on CNN. He's talking to Chris Cuomo. Coup attempt? Stop it. But he brings up an interesting conversation piece about. Maybe Biden started with some fire. Certainly he started with the goodbye Trump, hello vaccines. Even though it was Trump who created the vaccines, and you'll notice how it's Van Jones still not giving Trump for credit, the credit for for doing it. And in the way that it was done, vaccines were done by saying, here's the money, get it done, get it out to the people, let's go. And then they got out of the way. Then they got out of the way. Biden, all he had to do was distribute it. And I don't argue that, that they didn't do the distribution well. I say, I say it went fine. By the way, we have 200 million Americans fully vaccinated. I think that's a pretty impressive number, by the way. The rescue plan that was going to happen with or without Joe Biden, but okay, he gets to take credit for it. Sure. And what has happened since then? On a rake, and then he slips on a banana peel, and then he falls down the stairs with some marbles, and now people are looking at him in a negative light. Now... Uh, can can they recover? Yes, they can recover. 
uh, if at the uh, this time next year, if gas prices have come down, if, if cases are going down, jobs going up, uh, you're going to be in a different situation. But right now, the Democratic Party is, is looking over the edge of a cliff, and there's a lot of fear and concern. And it, it, you're not seeing that strong Joe Biden leadership that I think people were expecting to get stuff done, to get the next round of stuff done. So I would- let me ask now. Who actually has ever seen strong Joe Biden leadership? The argument that Van Jones is making in general is one that I think is rational. He stepped on a rake and slipped on a banana peel, got some, uh, you know, marbles and, uh, you know, he's slipping on or in his mouth or whatever it is. And people are looking at him in a negative light. And certainly if gas prices go down and if jobs go up, you'll be looking at a different situation. But that is standard. Your argument, Van Jones, is that he can engage leadership and that people are somehow expecting it. I don't think we should lie to ourselves and I don't think we should lie to others. Just in the same way, I don't think we should name call. No one ever believed Joe Biden was a strong leader. Joe Biden was always the man of the gaffe. Joe Biden is a guy who was just absolutely pompous and verbose as a senator couldn't shut his mouth love the sound of his own voice he has been wrong about every foreign policy decision in his entire career he simply does not understand the landscape nor america's position in it So the idea that there are people still looking or were ever looking for Joe Biden's leadership, this is an untruth. Joe Biden got elected to the extent that there weren't issues because he wasn't Trump. The end. The end. You win a presidency by hiding in your basement, that's something. Take the problems in certain states, take the problems in certain counties, and add to that an entire media apparatchik telling you that Trump is Satan, and then add some soccer moms who were just tired of the mean tweets. Now, the soccer moms are really the place where I direct my ire, and again, I don't want a name call. We're not fans of name call. What do we think of name calling, Ari? Not a fan. Oh, you're a dope. See what I did there? That was pretty good. Not a fan. Doesn't work. You you can feel it sometimes, but it doesn't work. Doesn't get you anywhere. I remind myself of this when I think of the soccer moms. I remind myself of this very often when I think about suburban women who voted for Joe Biden. Where's your Messiah now? We really should get that audio. We should grab that. Where is all the greatness that you were expecting by getting rid of mean tweets? I made the argument that we weren't voting for a boyfriend. We were voting for president. And I don't need him to be kind or cuddly. I won't disagree that people often want the grandfatherly thing. That it's, it's, it's of great value to them. They, 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 they want the, uh, 
there's somebody to, 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 to bring everything in and, and, and to make them feel all right. But in the end, I need the garbage picked up. I need the snow plowed. I need the country to be able to defend itself. And I need them to stay out of my way so I can go about making a living and living my life. These are the things that I need. The vote for Joe Biden was the vote to usher in the leftism. If you are a suburban soccer mom, or should call you a suburban mom, suburban woman, suburban mom, suburban mom, who's right now wondering why your school board is so rude, you pushed for this. Yes, you did. Hold on. Wait, is that too rude? How about this? This is the unintended consequence. But you knew that it would come. You just didn't want to believe that it would come. You were only voting against Donald Trump. You weren't voting for this. I believe you when you say it, but here it is, and you have to at least admit it. When you take a look at what's happening on college campuses to your kids in college, the indoctrination, the vote for Joe Biden continued that down the line. You may not have wanted mean tweets, but you voted for that. The inability for the supply chain to work, you voted for that. Now, you can say to me, Tony, it was COVID. Sure, it was COVID. But it isn't all COVID, now is it? It is about an economy that has no faith in itself because it has no faith in its leadership. A leadership that is desperate to engage more and more taxation upon the earnings of individuals, including, I don't know, your husband or your spouse. They are the ones being attacked. Oh, no, 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 they're not going to tax anybody under $400,000 a year. Sure. Sure they're not. And they're also not going to mandate vaccines. Wait a second. You see where the lie goes? You voted for this. It is imperative that you acknowledge this mistake. Because as opposed to a lot of other people out there, I have no interest in holding it against you. I need your help. We all do. Suburban women can change 2022, can change 2024. Important voting block. And the question is, what do they value? I reject the idea that somehow we value different things. Because what we have seen in the wokeness of society, in the threat to your kid's education, and it is a threat to your kid's education because indoctrination is not education, where we are connected has become even more crystal clear. You don't like mean tweets. You thought Trump was a jerk. Cool, man. I I hear you. And lots of people feel that way. Absolutely get it. But that jerk never thought that he should be able to lecture to your kids. That jerk thought that America should be prosperous and China should pay the price. I don't think tariffs was the best way to do it, but at least it was trying something. That jerk is a jerk. Call him a jerk from now until the end of time. But that doesn't matter. He might be your jerk. Now, 
I, 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 this is not an argument for me saying that he's going to uh, run again in 2024 or that you should vote for Trump in 2024. There are going to be other candidates. But sometimes the jerk, your jerk is better than the other jerk. Yeah, I know. I didn't want to do name calling, yet here I am. But it, it's in a friendly way. Biden's not your guy. Because Biden never had the leadership. Because you didn't vote for leadership. This is why Van Jones is lying through his teeth. First, it wasn't a coup. Stop it. Oh, that's uh, enraging. Enraging that he could say such a thing. But you're not seeing that strong Joe Biden leadership? Suburban women, you never voted for Joe Biden's leadership you didn't look at joe biden and say well that's a virile man i'm voting there none of that happened you didn't look at him in the aviators and be like yeah Woo! there you go that's my guy that's my joe you said not trump click that's the voting booth by the way click whatever you whatever whatever happens in your voting booth that was a mistake You went for style over substance. And we should be clear that Donald Trump had more substance. Because while he may be an opportunist and he adheres to the the two rules of Trumpism, let us not forget, the first rule of Trumpism is that Trump wins. The second rule of Trumpism is that a deal can always be made as long as it adheres to the first rule of Trumpism. That's who he was. But he governed like a conservative. And the justices you have and the judges you have and the tax uh, rules that you had were all better and you were better off and and your spouse was better off and your kids were better off. They were all better off. And sometimes, no matter how hard you don't want to, you just got to accept that fact. And I need, I need suburban women to accept that fact. That Joe Biden wasn't something you were voting for. Donald Trump was something you were voting against. But you voted against a personality. And in doing so, you voted against the concepts, the ideas, and the values that actually helped you survive and grow and flourish and were better for your kids. Because you're seeing it right now, the results of that vote the other way. We need to honestly look at the situation. Joe Biden, if gas prices go down, if there are more jobs, sure, can survive. We're not talking about 2024 just yet. We're talking about 2022. He has never been a strong leader. Ever once. And if Van Jones wants to try and sell that to the CNN audience, he is more than welcome to. But it isn't there. What is there are people and voting blocks who just didn't want any more of Trump's garbage. But you didn't want this garbage. So sometimes in this world, you got to ask yourself, what garbage is worth it because the other garbage is just too much? And while you're asking yourself that question, look at your kids forced into masks, getting indoctrinated, and ask the question. I'm Tony Katz.
So William Shatner's back on planet Earth. He's all done. He's all good. William Shatner, Captain James Tiberius Kirk himself. On Blue Origin's second human flight. That is the Jeff Bezos uh, spaceship. He's 90, by the way. And he was part of, of the flight. Audrey Powers, who is the Blue Origin Vice President of Mission and Flight Operations, a co-founder of a medical research platform, uh, and a NASA researcher turned tech entrepreneur, were all aboard. Cool. I got to think that George Takei is just infuriated. Sulu doesn't get a shot at space? Nonsense. Nonsense. It's a suborbital mission taking the crew past what's called the, uh, I think it's Karman. The Karman line, or is it Karman? Karman? 62 miles above uh, the, the, the Earth, reaching an altitude of 351,185 feet, flight lasting just over 10 minutes. So, you know, that happened. And, uh, and look, good, good, good on them. I don't think that, you know, these these tech billionaires flying the space is something that's just silly. I think it's absolutely positively fantastic. It's it, it it's how you, you know, it's how you find out what's next. I think this is Shatner right here. Ah, the little jittery here. And, and when they move the pins, oh, there's something in the engine. They stuff. Found an anomaly in the engine. They found an anomaly in the engine. <laughs> We're gonna hold a little longer. Oh, you're gonna hold a little longer. And I feel this, you know, the stomach, the 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 the, the biome inside. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm I'm thinking I'm a little nervous here. Another delay. I'm a little more nervous. And then the thing starts. By the way, the simulation is they have to be warned. It's only a simulation. Everything else is much more. Doesn't powerful. capture. Doesn't capture the the and besides which the jeopardy. Bang! This thing hits. You go. Oh, you know, <laughs> that wasn't anything like the simulation. The G force. And just tell me, what, what's going to happen to yeah. me? Am I going to be able to survive the G force? You feel that? Yeah, Am I going to sure. survive it? Yeah. And then I think, good lord, that. Uh, you know, just getting up the bloody uh, gantry was enough. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you had a good time. This is how things grow and build. And private citizens engaged in, in space travel is solid. I'm a guy who loves NASA. I know, it, it's totally contrary to where my thoughts are. I get that contradiction about myself. Love it. I love this more. And what they create, the opportunities, the jobs, the technology, incredibly valuable. This is Tony Katz today. medical leave and the rest the uh, build back better is three baskets it's climate which we spent some time talking about already health jobs security and moral responsibility it's health care fam- uh, the issues that relate to the affordable care act medicare and medicaid and 
family care, I mentioned some of those issues. Uh, she said there were three baskets, and I'm pretty sure she just mentioned five or maybe six. Uh, health, job, security, and moral responsibility, health care. Uh, what, what else did she? Who knows? Who knows? They don't know what's in this thing. They don't even care. They don't care what is in this thing. They just want to get it passed. That's all. That is nothing more, nothing less. All they want to do is get this three point five trillion passed. They don't. They don't care how it how it works at all. They don't care what's in it. As long as they can get their ideological desires across, nothing else matters in the slightest. Now, there's an interesting story that has everything to do with politics, nothing to do with politics. And it has to do with uh, Candace Cameron Bure. Uh, she, she's, uh, I forget the character she plays on Full House. Full, she's, is she DJ Tanner? No, that's, that's a different one. That's a different kid, isn't it? She, she's a Tanner on Full House. It involves her and Raven Simone. Yeah, that's so Raven, formerly of the, the Cosby Show. They were both hosts of The View in 2015 and 2016. And they went on uh, something called Behind the Table, which is a podcast. And they discussed how difficult it is to do that show because they were pitched a different version of the show than they got. According to Candace Cameron Bure, I was pitched a completely different direction because that was my hesitation. I said, politics is not, it's not my bag. I've never spoken publicly about politics. I don't even come from a political family, meaning I didn't grow up speaking about politics. So they had told me we're going to be so much lighter. A lot more would be evergreen. We want to talk more about family and sex and life. And so she was like, absolutely, 100%. And then Trump entered the race and everything changed. And the level of the politics, I mean, Raven Simone calls it being catfished. The level of the politics is it was just way, way more than they were ever, ever expecting. And they agreed that this, more than being child actors, created more anxiety. The stress and the anxiety. I actually have a pit in my stomach right now. This is Candace Cameron Bure. It was so difficult. To manage that emotional stress was very hard. And then on top of it, same thing, just the topics. Trying to understand and have a general grasp of the topics I didn't want to talk about or didn't care about. Now, I'm, I'm sorry you don't care about the topics. I think the topics matter greatly. But I could appreciate wanting more out of life than just politics. Which is, of course, the question. Isn't that the question we always get asked, guys? How could you do this day in and day out? My gosh! I get asked that question all the time. All the time. That is the question that I get asked more than any other. How can you do it every single day? And the answer is I, 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 I don't. I engage in, in, in other thoughts and in other conversations. And, you know, it's, it's why I do the bourbon and cigar show, eat, drink, smoke. You, you need an escape. It's part of my life. It's not the totality of, of, of my life. But it would be much different if I had to show up and be deferential 
to Joy Behar and Whoopi Goldberg. It, 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 it would be much, much different if that's what I had to do. I, I'm, I'm very thankful that I don't have to do that. The idea that you have to sit there and to an extent take it and almost play the part. Uh, I, it's, it's why when I do like, like punditry, I'm not very good on the, on the panel. Because I don't want to, I don't want to play the part. I don't want to have to sit there and and yell at somebody. I don't, I don't want any part of that. You've got four minutes of segment, so you only have like sixty five seconds to talk, and your job is to yell at the other guy. That's that sucks. I mean that 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 just sucks. I don't want to be any part of that at all. And it's got to be very difficult when you're on that show and you know that they're the stars of the show. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? That's got to put a pit in your stomach. That is not a gig that would be fun. Now, if you're not worried about keeping the job, then it's fine. Like if someone asked me, hey, Tony, you want to be the next person on The View? I'd be like, yes, please. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, positively, just for the wardrobe budget. Oh, certainly, without question, no questions asked. Absolutely. I would last three weeks, but what a three weeks. If someone asked me if I wanted to be White House press secretary, I'd be like, absolutely. I'd last for five days. I would last for a work week, but it would make a great book. An absolutely fantastic book. But there are plenty of people that they, they, they have a belief and they don't feel they have to go about proving it to anyone. They, they don't have to go about sharing it with everyone. They don't have to constantly fight for it. They just mostly want to be left alone. That's where Americans are. They want to be left alone. And for some reason, today's leftists just won't leave people alone. I don't know why. I don't know why they simply just can't let people live their lives, but they can't, and they won't, because they want to engage this every day, and not just engage, lecture. They want to lecture every day. I only hope that in the conversations that I'm having here, we're not engaged in lecturing, we're engaged in discussing. Theories, ideas, in the end, it's up to you. In the end, it's it's all up to you. We also do a fair bit of exposing, and this from Terry McAuliffe, the governor, the the candidate running for governor, the Democrat running for governor in Virginia. This is the best. Are taught. I was very clear that we don't teach critical race theory here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, and it's a racist dog whistle, and he's got to stop it. I'm about uniting. Our children should not be used as political pawns. No one believes that Terry McAuliffe is about uniting. That's a lie, but. Saying that critical race theory exists is a racist dog whistle? That's that's not true. Now, I don't look at this as a conversation of hard-edged politics. I look at this as a conversation of that guy's lying, we should say so. Maybe maybe that's why for us it's an easier an easier gig and an easier conversation because just being honest is is very, very freeing. Very freeing. 
discussing critical race theory and mentioning that it exists in schools is not a racist dog whistle. That people lie when they say such a thing. It's happening. Whether we call it critical race theory, no matter what you want to call it, the people say, "Oh, that's just that's just happening in 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 school, you know, in colleges. That that that's all that is. That's all that is, right? That's that that that's it's nothing more, nothing less. No, it doesn't happen in the schools. It only happens in colleges. It's in the universities. It's a it's a theory. It's a legal theory. It's a legal framework. It's not taught in the schools. Of course, it's taught in the schools." Teachers have admitted, massive numbers of teachers have admitted that they're in, that they're down, that they believe in the wokeness. So it doesn't matter if it's critical race theory or critical race theory adjacent. It's all the same. It's all the same. It is what it is. And to somehow try and get people to believe that that it's not is downright laughable. Like it's laughable to think that you're going to go on The View and not have to engage the politics with these two leftists in Behar and in Goldberg or in Sonny Houston. Anybody doing that show knows what they have to deal with. Did you not see Elizabeth Hasselbeck? For anything Meghan McCain wants to say, Elizabeth Hasselbeck got it worst. Holy cow. Came out the other end, made a career out of it. But, I mean, that's what these shows are about. That's what they're for. The shows aren't about a conversation. No one's interested in, in, in Meghan McCain's view or Elizabeth Hasselbeck's view or Candace Cameron Bure's view. No, no, no. They're interested in beating up on that view. You have to know what you're going in for. It's like saying... Um, it, it's, it's like saying that Alan Combs, the late Alan Combs, who I disagreed with vehemently, uh, he used to be on Fox, so it was Hannity and Combs, if, if you remember, uh, if you go back that far. Uh, the word on the street is that Alan Combs was absolutely the nicest human being in the world and was unbelievably helpful to people, regardless of their politics. People at Fox, unbelievably helpful, tried to help people grow and build. Like, that's the, I've heard that story a million, million times. I don't think I ever met Alan Combs, which is, which is okay. Uh, I'm just, I've heard that story. But Alan Combs' job on Fox was to get punched in the face. I mean, that was his job. Today, the job of the leftists on Fox is very often just to scream insanities, and somehow it's supposed to be entertaining to the audience. I mean, I've been called a hack by Christopher Hahn on Fox, and I, while I have spoken to him, on 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 Twitter before, you know, and 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 engage a little bit. We're like, dude, what are you what are you doing? Uh, I watch his Twitter feed. I'm like, you, there's no way this is a happy dude. It is just it is just angry and bitter. Twenty four seven, three sixty five. It's it's nuts. His job is to be this lunatic on Fox, and I don't know why the Murdochs think this is good TV. It just it it, it, it blows my mind. It really and truly does. Blow my mind. But I bring this up because as I was talking about the, 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 the view, now there's a story that Sharon Osbourne, who was fired from that show, The Talk, because she wouldn't uh, yell at Piers Morgan, who uh, rightfully understood that Meghan Markle is gross. 
Prince Harry's husband? Oh, too soon? No? Can I get a ruling on that, Producer Ari? I was not a fan of it. That means it was perfect. But an insult to women everywhere, and for that, I apologize. Because women don't see themselves as weak and ridiculous as Meghan Markle. So there was a whole bunch of fallout from that, and Piers Morgan uh, ridiculed Meghan Markle, and people said, how dare you, and he walked off set. And I think he was wrong to walk off set, but he still recovered from that in, 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 a, in a fine way. So uh, Sharon Osbourne was defending Piers Morgan, and she got let go from the show The Talk. Well, she has now told the story that, you know, she didn't repent enough for her point of view, and that's why she was let go. The show wasn't interested in her point of view. It's called, this one was called The Talk, the other one's The View, and nobody wants to hear what you have to say. Nobody's interested in your point of view. They're interested in the network's point of view. How dare you have any other conversation? And if you don't repent enough, we let you go. That's special, man. But that's where these shows are. And you got to know that going in. You got to know it going in. Which is why I've never gotten a job on one of those shows. I am also not a uh, not a woman. And um, it's very, very possible that the whole problem is sexism. I'm Tony Katz. There's never enough spending for these people. It's never enough. There's always one more of your dollars that can go out the door. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's so good to be with you. Representative Jamal Bowman, Democrat, New York, on a, on a local outlet, say, oh, we can keep printing money. Way to talk about the infrastructure bill. Can we write checks for anything we want? I mean, that, that's really the question in this case. Uh, you know, you're talking about um, climate change, um, the child tax credit, uh, helping families. I mean, a whole list of uh, considerations potentially in the $3.5 trillion being asked for. And, of course, the kickback is you can't just keep printing money. Um, so can we keep uh, printing money and say, well, you know, $3.5 trillion, why not $4 trillion? Because you can probably find uses for that money as well. So, yes, we can. Uh yes, we can. Just keep printing. They never stop. They never rest. They never quit. That is insane. The money has to come from somewhere. It has to come from somewhere. And what is their value in, in all this spending? Well, fundamental change, don't you know? The president wants to make fundamental change in our economy, and he feels coming out of the pandemic is exactly the time to do that. Fundamental change. What is fundamental change? Well, you know, um, ending capitalism. What else could it possibly be? What else could they even think they are discussing? 
All this why four point while four point three trillion people not trillion duh I went full Biden there four point three million people three point five trillion is that, that they want to spend it's four point three million people in the workforce left the workforce in August that's four point three million left the workforce now you could think of that as a positive number because it means they took a job somewhere else. But they haven't taken jobs somewhere else. So where'd they go? We see the unemployment number going down, but that's really a, a false kind of positive. Because people who have gotten out of the workforce altogether aren't included. So therefore the number comes down when people aren't trying to get a job. Why aren't they trying to get jobs? They're getting the money from somewhere. The question, of course, is where? How is that working out for the rest of us? And then the supply chain issue, holy crap, the supply chain issue. I'm telling you, get your Christmas gifts now. You won't be able to get them. I am making a series of purchases now. I am early to, maybe by months. It's better than not being able to make them at all. That's how worried I am about it. And I've seen nothing to assuage this. I'm not a panicker, but... You don't have to tell me twice. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. I'm Tony Katz. Tomorrow, everyone, take care.